Hello and welcome to another mini pod of the Point Forward Podcast. Uh, we just couldn't wait. You're coming up here tomorrow, PJ. We couldn't wait. Had to do another. The NBA couldn't wait. Uh, it has been. I honestly thought today was going to be slow after LeBron's decision yesterday, but one would think. I was very wrong. I don't know. An hour or so ago, it was announced that Demarcus Cousins is going to be joining the Golden State Warriors in a, five, a one-year. I don't know, $5.4 million deal. Uh, Woj reported, expected to be back sometime in December or January. PJ, what the hell is going on? Well, I'm going to quote Mr. Joel Embiid here and say, well, well, the NBA is nuts and also the best league. LMAO. I... It doesn't seem like that long ago that you and I were debating who who's the best center between Draymond Green and DeMarcus Cousins and those two those two guys are going to be playing next to each other. We had an exact debate of who you'd rather to take. And you said Draymond. Me being the boogie stan I am, this is quite a day, but yeah. Now they're teammates. And um, uh, it's a uh, it's a scary place to be if you're not a Warriors fan. Uh, it's a beautiful place, just in general. I'm sitting here on the uh, I've literally after I saw the news was spent an hour just giggling. Just I mean, shouts to, shouts to the Warriors, man! Like they took they've they found a way to upgrade Javale McGee and turn it into Boogie Cousins for a year, and. That they did. Sports Twitter is just like on fire. It's people are so angry. It's just like feeding off this energy of it because the beauty of this really and what I instantaneously just said, yes, this is this is my life. Like this, it, shoot this in my veins is that the same people who we've and we've talked about it too. It's the. DeMarcus Cousins, you know, no, he's a selfish guy. You can't win with him. He cares about himself. Those same people are now going to be going, DeMarcus Cousins just ring chasing. And I say to all of them, fuck out of here. It's, you know, it was reported later that Boston was also another team that was is going for him. So there well, must must what is not a ton of money going around for Demarcus Cousins. That's what certainly what it sounds like. Well, and it's a tough. I mean, like it, it's pretty simple though. Like I mean, I don't even know if it's a ring chasing. I mean, it, he's going to pick up a title out of this whole thing, but he wasn't in a position where he was going to get the money he definitely deserves. Because of that injury, so so going to a team that he's his workload is going to be as as minimal as possible, while also winning and being able to set himself up for next summer when there's more cap space available to then get maxed out then and actually get his market value. Like it's not that complicated. I mean, yes, Boston, whatever. You, I mean, there was other places sure but why go to those places when you can go to the warriors <laughs> like I, I i it's a pretty open and shut case to, in my opinion it's the well, as far as the best option to get you a ring sure and be able to, to showcase yourself he's gonna have i mean so he'll probably yeah come back 
I'm thinking, I mean, they're not going to push him at all. I mean, it'd be no. January time, let's just say. So, you know, a couple months in the regular season, get acclimated, get going. And essentially, yeah, you have these the playoffs to, to feature himself. Um, and based on that, like, you're going to have so many eyes on him and be able to showcase himself to everyone. Then he'll probably pick up a finals MVP over Steph, and then he'll go get maxed out somewhere else, and then we'll, we'll move on with with everything. But we'll have we'll have a a starting lineup for the Warriors that could probably beat a starting lineup that if you put one together for the Eastern Conference team, like an Eastern Conference All Star team right now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, kind of a sad but fun exercise to do. It's incredible, no, dude. I'm in the my thing to the this is ruining basketball. Like this is just ter- like Star Wars. So everyone that says that Star Wars would have been better if the Empire and the Rebels had started off on even ground. Like nah, this because here's here's what it does. Yes, we all think the Warriors are gonna. Yes, it probably will win, but. I know, we just came off it. You're telling me we're not all going to next year, next June try and convince ourselves like how awesome it would be if and if there's a Rockets, if two are, if one of these teams could knock them off, how awesome that would be. Like that would be a, an incredible sports story. So it's not ruining it. It's just, you know, it's this idea of parody is is just so stupid. Like build this build the ultimate boss here and let's Let's see if anyone can take them down. I'm I'm here for it. Right, and I I I'm with you here. I mean, I don't think that this is. Like, I was thinking about how like LeBron going to LA is so like it's such a great move for the NBA as a whole. Because I saw some stat that it was like I don't even know how many like percentage of uh, increase versus when he went to the Cavs. Oh, it was over ago. 600%. Are you talking about his jersey sales? Yeah. Yeah, over 600%. Yeah, which is absurd, but not surprising considering how huge of a market Los Angeles is. And, look, this just this lights up Twitter for a night. As soon as Boogie's back, that's going to be a huge event. And this team, you know, like this puts more, puts more pressure on the Lakers to get Kawhi at some point, but... It's, we're going to get to the Lakers in a second, but it, it certainly seems like they're content with just waiting for Kawhi to hit free agency next year. Yeah, here's my new perfect plan, is that we get Boston or Philly to get Kawhi for this year. They don't give up a ton. They just give up enough. Just give up enough that they're still competitive. We get one of the, they get that team then to play the Warriors in the finals. And then... Yeah, in the offseason, Kawhi goes and, and signs with the uh, Lakers. And we, we build up the arms race again in the West. But uh, let me just read off a little thing about the Warriors starting lineup here. I sent this to you, I know, but uh, the Warriors starting lineup will have no one over the age of 30. Each of the five players will have been to at least three All-Star games. The total of 25 All-Star game appearances... Combined, each has at least two All NBA team accolades, and all five made the All Star game last year. It's pretty good. They are uh, another tweet I saw. Like 
they equated the Warriors this year in 2K to uh, the 2004 Michael Vick. I mean, it's not that far off. It isn't. It really isn't. But it's uh, – I don't know, man. They're going to – so, like, let's talk about – assuming we get at least 90% of what Boogie is capable of playing at. See, you get 80. I'm oh, – you let's get say 80. 80. Let's say 80. Let's say 80. This is by far the best five-man rotation that you can put out. You're going to put less pressure on Iggy, which is crucial because you saw him not play a ton until yeah. the last couple games of the finals. Um. <clears throat> You get to preserve all, all of the guys on that team. You can stagger minutes more as soon as he's back. And you're not going to be able to play Boogie huge minutes, at least not until the playoffs where maybe you have to. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you look at a, a series like against Houston where the the whole idea was they could probably they have a tough time with Clint Capella. Well, Houston switched everything. Um, the Warriors switched everything. And Clint Capello was drawn away from the basket, which prevented his ability to, to rim protect. And they switched everything, so him rolling to the rim didn't do anything. And, like, they could just do that with Boogie now. And Boogie, guess what? He can stretch you, too. It's, it's going yeah. to be tough. It's going to be an interesting. The, the only thing that could be a wrinkle with all this is locker room stuff. Because, you know, Boogie, like, a Draymond and KD both tweeted pictures of Boogie like trying to come at the Warriors after a game last year. I don't remember when that was. And uh, so I'm not like, it seems like he's he wants a ring here. I don't know how tight he is with these guys. And like Draymond and KD aren't always the easiest guys to get along with. So maybe that's mm. the chemistry I, part of this is interesting. Nah, that's all I'm getting at. I think you can't say that there's not a chance that this is that is a problem. If it is, then Boogie's an idiot for going to the team. Like, that's the, the thing. I, I think what you have more with, like, that, what you're talking about, I think that was oh, – that had to have been – was it this year? Or was that maybe – I remember, like, that situation occurring. Um, and it was, like, chippy during the game, too. Uh, and just spoiled over. But, like – those like Draymond and Boogie both, and like I think just the Warriors in general, it's like one of those things when you're playing against them. Like, I mean, I would have to equate it to like in a baseball reference of like AJ Pruszynski. He's one of those guys where if you're playing against them, you f- you hate them, but when they're on your side, you enjoy them. And I think like you could say that about Demarcus, and you can say that about basically half the Warriors, uh, but. I think even the crazier part about the boogie thing is not that even just him being on the court, but the addition by subtraction of like not having to play Zaza, not having to play uh, JaVale McGee. Like they'll just, they have, I mean, and you, you do solve, we have injuries, you know, you never know what will, will happen there, but like the construction of the team, basically, yeah, this just eliminates all of the, the few weaknesses the Warriors had. And based on the, the personalities in that locker room already, I just, I'd be really surprised if Boogie's not able to fit in there because you've never heard anyone say, and I mean, this is one of my the points I've always, like, no one's ever said Boogie's been a bad teammate. I think his on-court perception and just 
how he handles himself, his body language isn't great all the time, and that's a really easy thing for fans to just dive into and rip apart. But you don't really hear about him. I mean, you you hear about his immaturity at times, but he also not him hasn't, being a he bad hasn't played. He hasn't played with a ton of high profile guys. Also, leading my second point is you haven't had that. So it's. Uh, but him and AD got along really well together. I mean, him and Rondo are, like, yeah, they love each other. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, this is the timeline of today. So you have, which this is where uh, it just builds up. As we, as you and I were talking throughout today, too, it's like, the Rondo signing happens. You're like, what the fuck? Like, Rondo signing there. I mean, we, so we timeline back. We, we should probably rewind Lakers? back to, we ended the pod. Immediately after we ended the LeBron pod last night, you get JaVale McGee and you get Lance Stevenson, Lance Stevenson to sign with the Lakers. Then this afternoon. One term, one year, you know, not a ton of, not a ton of money. Yeah. Mid the, that basement exception for Lance and a minimum contract for JaVale. Then we come to today afternoon. Lakers announced that they're renouncing the cap hole from Julius Randle. Kind of surprised. Then think maybe they'll maybe their trades going down. Maybe they're going to get Kawhi here. Next news you hear: Rajon Rondo signed for nine million dollars with the Lakers, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, what literally is happening with with basketball?" Just off of that. About an hour or so later, Julius Randle signing a two-year, eighteen million dollar contract with the Pelicans. You text me, you go, oh, Boogie to L.A., and I'm like, it's looking better. Hour after that, Boogie's a warrior. Not even an hour, man. Like, minutes. yeah, 30 minutes. It, uh... <laughs> like, this happened from, like, 3 o'clock Central Time to, like, me getting home by 6. Thir- like, by 6.30, I was, like, eating dinner or, like, starting to make dinner or something. And, like, this was all going down. Right. Like, Unreal. It's um, it's a lot to unpack. Like we should talk about the Lakers because this is now looking like it could possibly be the weirdest team we have seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I just they're I feel like they're they're doing two or three things. I mean, they're they're signing guys that I think also are insurance policies if they're able to move other guys. So, but I don't really know. I mean, kind of off today, you get more of the vibe that maybe they are going to roll with this core for a little bit, though. You're going to give LeBron a couple veterans to go off of if the rookies aren't, not rookies, but the younger guys aren't able to match the level that LeBron needs. See, some of these, I mean, the the Rajon one feels like a contingency if for some reason – uh, Lonzo just doesn't work out, and then I mean you have the Lance Stevenson thing is just so funny to me. I mean it's just perfect. But. Yeah, that's the most ridiculous part out of all of it. But uh, you know Julius Randle is going to the Pelicans, which you know that was kind of the I the, like that a lot. That's going to be interesting. Um, Miritich, AD, 
Julius Randle, those guys can. That's a nice front court. Those guys can work well together. You can play Julius Randle, small ball five. Miritich should pair well with either of those guys. You're a bit of a Miritich hater, but you can't deny how well he played at the end of last year. No, I like um, that. Well, they're, I, they're now, what are they going to do with their guards now? Because not getting Rajon back, which I think most people thought they were, they were running that back. Well, they got Alfred Payton, the. <laughs> So, so that's not great. <laughs> Maybe I mean I don't. Love Alfred that. played all right for the Suns when he once he got traded. I mean, I like Alfred Payton. I don't even like that. Not a huge fan. I if you're not gonna, but you're not gonna pay Rondo nine million. I mean, essentially from that point they traded Rondo for Rand, Julius Randall. who get cap and all and and everything. Yeah, I mean, which I mean they're makes they're upgrading more, there, but. Isn't it more important in the NBA right now to have wings? Uh, you know, like I doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like I'd value that higher. Like yeah, you can get point guards, but it's Alfred Payton, he's I wouldn't even say he's eighty percent of what Rajon Rondo did. Rajon Rondo was really, really good for them, especially in the playoffs last year. Yo, Rondo was excellent. Uh Do you know who hasn't been excellent excellent? Alfred Payton <laughs> hasn't been excellent. Right, but that's a very low – I mean, they're not invested because of all their other shitty contracts. No, but I'm talking about in the West next year. While you need to show Anthony Davis that you can compete with this roster. And but I, Anthony I, I Davis wanted Julius Randle, so you're, you're get thrown a bone there. I mean – Yeah, but you – like, you're – like, this is classic, like – Star players playing GM it usually doesn't pan out very well for you. Well, I mean those guys have a LeBron. If LeBron I mean, is if LeBron is help helping the Lakers make some of these moves, I don't understand. It doesn't sound like he is. No, it doesn't sound like he is. Based on what it, it sounds, I mean, it sounds like the, these are the Lakers Lakers moves, but. LeBron's okay with it. Like they're in sync on the whatever the that this long term plan is, or I. And really, I mean, the more and more it's setting up, it's like this is a mulligan year for like this is a kind of a throwaway year for LeBron. And what we were talking about last night or yesterday was, you know, the idea of maybe LeBron takes this core and he, he finds out which of these guys work well with him and can play with him, and you you get the rest of them out of there. Like you don't need to necessarily put the pressure to like get Kawhi right away yeah I think that this is just a year that they're not going to really they're not really shooting for the stars it's certainly the vibe that I'm getting but they don't have because it's almost like you know, it's, you look at this with the no Warriors. it's okay it, yeah. it's, it is okay but it's just it's going to be weird to see like, I don't like where the roster stands right now where do we think they stack up in the west Six, uh, yeah, middle of the pack, I, right? Yeah, five or six, maybe. But but I mean, the thing is with this West. I mean, when we saw it last year, I think it's going to probably end up being the same thing this year. It's like two, three games you can go from being the eighth seed to the third seed. Mm-hmm. So really, it's like as of right now. I mean, do you I, think? Do you think Lonzo, or do you think? Rajon's gonna start. Well, it's it's open competition. I think Lonzo's gonna 
I would I wanna, think it I would want, be, it would be ridiculous know, if I want to know who you think is going to start. Well, I mean, I don't know who. I mean, I between I haven't seen either of them play with LeBron, but I would think how it's going to play out for the season is beginning of the year. No, you know, we start October. Right, right. Lonzo's going to be playing. I'd be shocked if they don't start with Lonzo because if you start with Rondo. I feel like that kind of crushes Lonzo's spirit, and then you just might lose him. Uh, I think it's something – Alonzo obviously has to earn it, and I think one thing you have to give Rondo a lot of credit for this is transition he made with the Bulls, and he did even last year, is he's really a guy that I think is going to work and be able to be an asset and help LeBron get these guys, get the young players that are going to be a part of this going forward, but they're going to build off of. He's going to help them. He's he's worked really well with the Bulls' young guys. He's worked really well with the younger players uh, on New Orleans last year. So he, I think, is going to be taking that role. Like he's getting $9 million. I don't think it makes a difference to Rondo what numbers he's putting up. He's a competitor. When he's in there, he's going to want to obviously kick some ass. But I don't think it's going to be a situation where him and, him and Lonzo are going to be competing necessarily like where he sees Lonzo as a threat. I think he's going to push Lonzo and that's going to be competitively while they're practicing. I feel like you're thinking that Rajon's way nicer than he actually is. No, he's a di- no, he's a he's an ale, but he's he's a, he's a, he's a champion and I think like if if Lonzo doesn't respond to that in in a productive way, then that tells LeBron and tells the Lakers exactly what they need to know about him and he's he's out of there. Sure. But I think if you bringing him in for this year, you know you you've set yourself up to at least or have Rondo really help. I think maybe accelerate Lonzo's development more than maybe prior to LeBron being there, you would have had. Uh, but it's also, I mean, I was saying like you look at the Lakers now; they got Luke Walt, they got three pretty good coaches. I mean, if you treat Rodden to LeBron and Luke Walton. It's a good three-headed uh, head coaching staff for the most part. I mean, it's funny you hear, like, LeBron talk about stories about Rondo, how he would, like, know plays when they were playing Boston when he was in Miami. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. But you hear other guys say the same stuff about LeBron. So, like, you may have the two smartest basketball players in the NBA on the yeah, same team. Yeah, but can Rayshon play next to LeBron? I don't know if you – yeah, yeah. You can, I, talk, I, you can talk yourself. In I can game. talk myself in. I mean, he was able to play with Boogie and AD last year. I mean, pretty well. Right. And I think that LeBron's smart. I mean, those guys, like I just said, the two probably maybe the two smartest basketball players in the NBA right now. Just of knowing the game and just understanding it. I'd be shocked if they couldn't find a, a way. But, I mean... I really think Rondo's going to be more of, I mean, in an ideal sense, he's your secondary guard. He's taking yeah, the six man. He's running the second unit, which is something he's really, at this point, like that, I, I think he enjoys that piece where he can kind of still has, hold on to his role as like a lead guard and, and to be able to have the offense go through him. Because, yeah, I mean, this is going back to the Bulls, like, he really gelled with a lot of those guys coming off the bench, and like they grew a great rapport. So, if he's able to do the same thing with those the younger guys, 
in LA, like that's fantastic for the Lakers because this is it, after today, it, it, and I think after what happens with this boogie too, it's like I think it really sets it up for the Lakers to be like, yeah, we just we have to in house worry about us and see what in house we want to use going forward, and then. Once you've established who are the core pieces of, of what you have right now, yeah, next year you, you try to add Kawhi. Otherwise, you still have these pieces that you can then go out and bring in a different superstar if something, you know, changes. You know, every six months it seems like there's people wanting to leave and go in the NBA now. So who's that next guy that might be upset, want to change teams, might want to come to the Lakers? Uh, so for me, I think, like, it's in their best interest to hold serve. You go to teams like the Celtics and 76ers, though, you kind of look and say, like, does it make sense to make a run at Kawhi and, and, and at least put out an offer that maybe you can entice the Spurs to trade them? You're not risking too, too much, but you are. I mean, you're taking a gamble and you see, can we have Kawhi this year and at least win the East and go to the finals and just – and and, and – see what you can do to possibly convince him to come back and try to replicate a, a Paul George situation. Right. Um, well, there's going to be more coming out over the next couple of days. I think that this is not <clears throat> the, this is not the last big domino to fall. No. Um, we did have some summer league today. Got to get our first glimpse of uh, – Trey Young. It was a little underwhelming. I don't air, know what he ended up tray. with, but there was. Uh, Jaron nice. Jackson hit more threes in the first half than uh, Trey Young. <laughs> he was yeah, three I of mean, four. He looked. He looked great. Yeah, <laughs> Jaron Jackson looked really looked good. Off of one game, looked pretty good. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some Vegas summer league, uh, the Jazz summer league. I'm, you know not as thrilled by those prospects, but hey, Vegas I, is right around the corner. I mean, there's there's some interest. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching some of Jaron Jackson. I mean, once his boogie news popped off, uh, kind of forgot about the game, but also shouts to Giannis for being on the cover of uh, the standard edition of 2K. Yeah, big news today. today. That was the big announcement from 2K. Not the, as you know big as saying where LeBron's going, but I will take it in my personal life. Uh, Giannis making lots of news. Yeah, saying he wouldn't go to L.A., wants to win in Milwaukee. Just uh, don't just make promises you might not be able to keep, Giannis. Seriously. <laughs> and uh, what was the other thing? He had some other news. Oh, oh well, Skip uh, Bayless. Skip Bayless tweet, yeah. Saying that Joel Embiid is now the best player in the East, and yep, that's just, Giannis's new motivation. We really just needed one more thing to get you hyped up about Giannis, and we got it. So oh, I good. do. I mean, today was a. It's been a fantastic forty hours of NBA. Uh, this boogie thing that was just unexpected, and just gave me so much life. I, I mean, I, the LeBron thing was was is really weird because it's still kind of surreal to say LeBron James is a Laker. Mm-hmm. Like now we're, we're 24 hours through this and still saying it sounds weird, but at the same time, 
we all kind of thought it was going to happen. Like, it wasn't a surprise that happened. It's just, it's weird that the the photoshops and everything turned into reality. And then you look at everything that's happening after that. It's uh, add, it adds a lot more to just like the intrigue of this team. But then you go over this warrior stuff, and it's like, and this is just a hundred percent coming like straight from the heart of just like enjoying the shit out of Boogie Cousins and being able to like just sticking with it and just like believing in that guy's ability him to do this it's just and just like some of the I just what I would always get frustrated with was I wouldn't even call it irrational because I understood it on the surface level but it was people just judging him based on his kind of body language like I said at the beginning his body language and just how he carries himself like it just rubs people the wrong way but he actually looked at who he was and like as a competitor like I respect the shit out of him like I, I think that guy is about winning he's just had terrible playing situations uh, just dysfunction on the his entire time with the Kings really thought he was building towards something with AD in New Orleans and then he gets hurt and that's crushing and it's like for this to be the response which I, I couldn't have imagined yeah, I think is beautiful and it it takes a lot of that stuff that he's a lot of his criticism and just blows it up right in. I think I sent you that gif. Uh, it's like from a while back and throwing the potion or everything, the explosion going off the back. Like it perfectly summarizes this of just seems fucking like I'm gonna get a chip and I'm gonna get healthy. I'm gonna set myself up perfectly to then advance myself in my career set my my career up long term best way possible so i couldn't think of a better spot for him to go real quick before we call it a day uh so boogie boogie commented and said he's trying to be ready by training camp so december january we'll have to keep an eye on i still think it's going to be like this if he if he was playing by christmas i think that's like a huge win i I think if you're the yeah. Warriors, you got. He's playing before the All Star break. It's a huge win. They'll be fine. Yeah, I and think then Chris yeah. Haynes. Chris Haynes reported that uh, Portland and New Orleans had discussed the possibility of a sign and trade for Boogie, but a roadblock existed since he shares the same agent as Yusuf Nurkic. So, really? read into that as uh, as much as you want. A uh, lot of question marks about Portland. I think a move's coming there. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Portland's being targeted as one of the the team along with the Spurs to drop off. I don't know. Yeah, there's been they've been awfully quiet. I'm uh, I'm really kind of trying to figure out what I'm going to uh, transition myself to uh, Zach Levine watch, but like that just seems like so far. <laughs> like the Zach Levine and, and Jabari Parker stuff is a personal note, like interesting to me, but. Grand scheme, like just all these other. I still got a little skin moves. in that game just because I've watched a lot of Zach Levine basketball, and he's great. I mean, I understand the criticisms of Zach Levine, but that guy just, just the eye test alone, he want that guy on your basketball team. He's a fun guy to have on your team. And that's yeah. all I really have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, it's it'd be really 
And I, I mean, yeah, I think we're a ways away because I think there's still some other big pieces that need to kind of settle itself. And yeah, I mean, we might be jumping on here tomorrow because there's a Kawhi trade. I don't. I mean, well, you're going to be driving, so I don't know how we're going to make that work. I'll I'll drive faster. The minute I get to Minneapolis, we'll ju- we'll fire it up and do another one. Hey, that let's make it three in, three days in a row. Man. Well, here's what I looked at when when we were going back and forth. We should jump on or just say four this. pods in three days. Well, we've done three in two days, and I'd say like we're making up ground on your promise to the the folks that we were gonna do pod after every NBA Finals game, and then I got sad after we all got sad after game one and didn't do one after. That is <laughs> didn't want to talk about it at all. Like, yeah, but this is also like the be- like just the drama behind this league, just everything that goes into it. Like, and I am all here. Like, and, and I think I just want to close on this is like. If people are saying, like, the league is ruined, the Warriors are bad for basketball, like, to me, that is such a, like, contradicting thing in so many ways because literally what the Warriors have been has been a franchise that is drafted extremely well. We just came off the draft. Like, look where they drafted all those guys. They were able to take advantage of a huge bump in the cap to be able to, based on that nest, attract the second best player in the league to come sign with them. Who then he takes a slight pay cut. Not like he did not sign for the full maximum he could this season. So then allow them to bring, set up them to bring DeMarcus Cousins in and sign him. And then, you know, off of all of that, people are upset because they think it's not fair. But it's competition. And they're playing within the rules. And it's like super funny to me that you look at the guys that complain about this. These are the same people who are worried about like socialism taking over our country, but yet they want parity in their their sports leagues. It just it's like this is what cap- the Warriors are fucking capitalism at its best. Like what the and what the NBA players are doing and just like taking their own power, taking their own ability to dictate their careers and determine their earnings and set themselves up the best way possible. Like what more Man. do you want? I love you, I love the NBA, but I can't hear any more of this Warriors ego stroking. It's not a Warriors ego stroke. It's just like the idea that people are upset that the Warriors are doing this. Like they're not doing they're not using cheat codes. They're playing the same rules. And and people are just like this idea of other people wanting to beat them. Okay, great, yeah. Well, Boogie wanted to come there for a year to set himself up. But yeah, all these other people competitive, and you looked at on the all the guys like in the league that were coming, like, oh man, you're ser- you can't be serious. Oh come on, right. well guess what, you guys that are pissed about this, when you play the Warriors, go beat their ass then. Like prove prove that they're beatable. You know, if you're you've got this competitive spirit, I mean, we I think all the Warriors are pretty competitive guys. Like they're they're making sacrifices, but they're all about winning in the end. And it's just like, I mean, yeah, they're having fun with it, too. Like, they're going to beat you with a smile on their face. People hate. Uh, but the one thing that I'm really upset, the only thing I'm upset about the boogie thing, though, is that I was I was ready for our next pod to talk about how if, if Rajon Rondo and Lance Stevenson were the best backcourt combo possible, like, to be brought together that would could possibly get Draymond upset enough to get him booted out of a series... Now you had Boogie, like Boogie, the Boogie Draymond kind of like Bash Brothers 
duo is going to be super fun once it gets going, too. Because those two dudes are just, like, both punch a dude in their nuts. That team, if they actually get 80% of Boogie, that team is going to be unbelievable. But And Steve Kerr is able to manage it all. Like, I mean, he's already probably a Hall of Famer, but, like, he is he's he's going to be a guy that, we're going to look back more and more and earn, just be like, holy he's shit. He's going to earn that extension money for oh, sure. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Peach, we're going to have more to talk about in a few days, yes, homie. But I'm, I'm glad we did this. Uh, Boogie's a warrior. Boogie's and a warrior, baby. We're going to have to get used to saying that. Um, I know that I say, I say a lot of things and I don't end up delivering, but we're going to be doing another pod in the next few days, so... Uh, PJ, I'll drive safe tomorrow. I'll see you then, and we'll uh, we'll talk to all of you soon.